We make marketing very complicated, but fundamentally it's not. You know, marketing right. is is having a product or a service that is desirable, you know, that has has offers an advantage, um, you know, to the, that the consumer wants to, to purchase it or use it. Um, telling people about that product or service in a compelling way and then delivering on that promise. Yes. That's really all marketing is at the end of the day. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by Jody Conrad with over 30 years of incredible experience with marketing at Wendy's, Pillsbury, Coca-Cola, Market Square. She just left being the CMO of Fazoli's and is now the CMO of Donato's. She is a rock star at trade shows and just honestly, genuinely a kind and really awesome person. Jody, thank you so much for joining us on Give an Ovation. I'm so glad. It's been really great to get to know you and your team through some of the conferences we've attended in the last couple of years. So you've had a lot of experience. You've seen a lot of different things across uh, quite a few brands. What's a common mistake that you see restaurants or restaurant brands making when it comes to their marketing? Um, you know, I think probably the most common mistake is just not really understanding what's important to your customer, to your guest. You know, we, um, it's not a judgment. We've all kind of done it at different times. Uh, in 2017, we were working on an initiative to try to remove all of the artificial ingredients from our food. You know, that was happening in a lot of places and not that that's not a worthy goal. We still have a goal, you know, of, keeping our labels as clean as possible for any of the ingredients we use or bring in, um, but still, you know, deliver a great quality product, but it required us to raise our prices because some of those Mm. ingredients became too expensive. And we assumed that was something that was important, you know, fundamental importance to all of our guests and value was the bigger fundamental important Mm. of, of importance to our guests. And we misread it and ended up kind of undoing it. Um, and some, like I said, and we still obviously strive for labels as clean as possible, but in certain products like our breadsticks, um, some of the preservatives just help to keep that kind of soft garlic buttery donut kind of texture that it has um, and um, helps it stand up to just, you know, if you want to take it home, you know, you're not eating it right away. It still makes it a great experience at the end of the day. So that was something where it's really about balancing what you know you're trying to do is like the right thing, but also what's important to your guest. How how do you balance that? Like, how do you know if you were to go back and have done, take for example the situation you're just talking about right now, if you were to go back and done it again, what were some of the tea leaves that you felt like you misread, or how would you have done it differently? Um, I think you know Panera was probably the brand that was most in front of things. And Chipotle has been for years as well in terms of, you know, ingredients with integrity and clean label foods Uh and things like that. And, you know, they, no one could argue with the success those brands, you know, have had, had, had at that time. Right. So I think 
our fundamental mistake was assuming that because it was super important and critical to their brand success, it was super important and critical to ours. Um, and uh, I would say um, I would have done it. I would have done a lot of the same things, but kind of just done it under the radar. It's not something we had to talk about, um, you know, like trying to clean up those labels and deliver, a, you know, something that looks like, you know, the ingredient list is stuff out of your pantry, not a lot of chemicals, you know, trying to get to that. Because even when I was at Wendy's um, most recently, that's something we were trying to do there too. You know, some things it's harder to do than others in, um, depending on what the, the item is. But I, I think I would have still done a lot of the same work, um, but without the 100% kind of necessary end goal and maybe not had it have a huge role in our messaging uh, because it just wasn't a deciding factor uh, for, uh, for a lot of our guests. It's, it's one of those things where there's like, you know, when you look at voter topics, something might be important to a voter, but it's not going to change their vote. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's, I think it's really important. And especially you having such an interesting background at like Pillsbury and Coca-Cola, these, these larger CPG brands where, you know, you look at, look at Kraft uh, macaroni and cheese. They did what many what what uh, many assume to believe what and they themselves claim is the largest blind taste test ever, where they change their ingredients for natural ingredients because originally when they put that on their packaging sales dipped, right? right. Because people don't go out to buy craft who are like, oh, I want to be super healthy. It's like no, there's a convenience, there's a cost, there's a flavor, there's nostalgia, right? Right. And and so what they did is. Like to your point, like you were just saying, they secretly changed the ingredients and nobody cared. And then they nobody like, noticed or cared. Exactly. Ah, we got you. You're eating healthier and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, I think because what, what it is for a lot of folks is they, if they have a reason to doubt the fact that you'll be consistent to the experience they've had in the past and one in the future, it, it just throws, you know, a layer of doubt into it, you know, just like when we cook at home, my mom and I always joke when we use ingredients that are like reduced fat or low fat things, like in cooking, we just don't tell my dad about it. Like when, <laughs> if it's a family dinner, cause then he'll probably be like, Oh, you know, this isn't as good. I don't like it as much, but if he doesn't know, he's not going to, Oh, he's wow. eating healthier and he doesn't even know about it. I mean, and I think, you know, a lot of even like Campbell's and soups and things like that. And it's something we all you know, want to do and need to do like for things like reducing sodium, it's the same thing. Like, you, you know, you need to do what you can um, in some of these measures, but it's not necessarily a messaging. It's just because it's the right thing to do, but you still need to deliver food that tastes great. And then people crave and want to eat. And so what, what a lot of things, what's, I, I'm seeing a lot of uh, what's happening right now is shrinkflation, right? Because instead of either they're going with better ingredients or the ingredients they've typically used have become more expensive. And so instead of swapping them out for a different thing, they'll just shrink the portions a little bit to maintain the margins. And that's something that I know a lot of consumers and it's something that we've seen uh, coming through Ovation, a lot of people talking about is portions seem smaller than they used to be. Uh, and that's, that's a pretty significant issue. And so owning menu, I'm assuming that the portions are also under your purview. How do you, how do you look at portions? Yeah, it is. We, um, you know, as we've kind of embarked on these last couple of years, which have been 
even for someone as experienced, which means old, um, as I am in the industry. Um, (laughs) it's, um, I mean, it really has been unprecedented. Like I'm really tired of hearing the words, like I've never seen anything like this, you know, come out of my mouth over the last two and a half years, but it really has been just, you know, um, such a different sort of uh, set of circumstances we're facing to try to know how um, to deal with it. And, you know, what our team kind of aligned on early on in this part was just, we can either look at things like that, reducing portions, or we can just try to raise prices enough, you know, to cover what we're seeing in terms of increased costs on food, on paper, on labor, on utilities and those things. But like, we sure can't do both. Um, That's right? exactly right, Cody, right? <laughs> So it's like one path or the other. Um, and, you know, it had been a while since we've been very aggressive on price this year. Um, like a lot of folks in the industry, unfortunately, we've had to be. And, and we're still not really, we're not ahead of it. We're not staying ahead of the inflation at all. I mean, you just saw uh, McDonald's announced this week their earnings. And on a comp basis, you know, they're up almost 10%. And their margins are down two points on comps up 10%. It's, again, never seen anything like this. So, I mean, Costco's raising the price of a hot dog and soda. What? Well, he said, the CEO said that won't go up. Other things oh, have. That's so the he's, that okay. yes. Whew, so they saying, like, I, I think I it's like, like their chicken bake and something else they've raised the price on, but he's like put a stake in the ground on the $1.50 hot dog. Or at least and put a, a fork a in the ground and the dog. <laughs> put a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's so interesting though, because we're we're facing some really challenging circumstances. But what you said I think is key is that you could do one or you could do the other, and people will they'll understand the the problem is when you do both, it's really tough. And I think right now the benefit is it, the thing that I've seen across the board is people are complaining less about the price because everything is going up they will complain about the portions there's a lot more complaints about portion sizes because it feels like going back to your point which is the 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 most important thing that we have found and that data shows when it comes to loyalty is about exactly what you said before jody it's consistency why are we you know, even just relationships. If, if I saw you, if I met you three times and you were super nice and the fourth time you were a real jerk to me, what, what would, what would my relationship with you be like? I'd be like, wow, that Jody's really weird, you know? Yeah. But, but because you're consistent, I know what to expect when I see you at a show. And I think that's how, how humans are with other humans is how we are even with our food, with our brand loyalty, our relationships, our loyalty, it's about I am getting what I expect and I got what I expected. And that's why that, and that is all about the consistency that starts with the marketing that goes through to post experience. Yeah. And I always, you know, in different roles over time, you know, have worked with different groups and trying, you know, try to sort of be, you know, a way to expose them into exactly what marketing is, what marketing does, how marketing needs to work with the rest of the organization. And, you know, I've given the talk several times that we make marketing very complicated, but fundamentally it's not, you know, marketing is, is having a product or a service that is desirable, you know, that has, has offers an advantage, um, you know, to the, that the consumer wants to, to purchase it or use it. 
um, telling people about that product or service in a compelling way and then delivering on that promise. Yes. That's really all marketing is at the end of the day. If you do all of those three things well, um, it all works. And But the fundamental part of that is delivering on the promise because if you don't deliver on the promise, the other two things don't matter. That is so brilliant. And I hope that people are listening to that. We'll put that in the write-up. That what, what Jody just said right there, putting marketing in that capsule of a, of a vision, if everyone could understand that, marketing would be looked at so much differently. Because you're coming at this, Jody, quite frankly, from an outside perspective. The restaurant industry is a very operator-centric industry. It's filled with operators. Why? Because we're dealing with single-digit margins, Right. It's, it's really, really tough. And so you got to get those operations down. And then if you can, let's do some marketing. What, what you're saying is, no, 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 no. Marketing is this thread that goes through everything, right? It sets the expectations. It's about delivering those expectations. It's about following up with those expectations. And, and I think when you, when you miss, um, when you have mismet expectations, that creates a dissonance in the customer's mind. And that dissonance is the reason why 70 to 80% of first-time customers don't come back because they were expecting something, they showed up and they got something very different. Yeah, because they can't trust you. They either can't trust what you're saying to them or they can't trust the quality integrity of what you're offering. So, you know, there has to be a foundational level of trust. Again, in the Wayback Machine, a gazillion years ago, when I was at Wendy's the first time, we did a lot of primary research around the fundamental needs of restaurants, you know, quick service restaurants. Like, what are the things? And, you know, we're here, whatever, probably close to 30 years, around 30 years after we did that work. And it still really hasn't changed. It's around convenience, economy, familiar, predictable experience, and filling and satisfying food. So, you know, those are the four things you got to do as a restaurant. There are a lot of other things you can do well to make the experience an even better one, you know, whether that's accommodating kids and family um, or going above and beyond in some other things. But if you don't do those things right, you're not going to last long as a restaurant. Absolutely. I think that that is just so well put. And I think something that it's easy to overcomplicate marketing. There's a lot of things out there that overcomplicate it. And quite frankly, there's a lot of even agencies, even, you know, uh, that, that complicate things because there is a lot of things that you can do. But unlike how I shop in the grocery store with my four-year-old daughter, where we just go in with no list and just randomly pull off whatever colorful things we want into the grocery cart, it's like you need to take a step back, analyze who are you, what expectations do you want to set? Who do you want to set them with? And then how do you get those people in and meet those expectations? And I think that that's, um, and that word trust is what we found is so closely correlated with loyalty. Loyalty is about trust. Trust is bred from the consistency. And the consistency is set, you set the standard of consistency by the expectations in your marketing, right? And so I think when you look at it like that, it just is is a virtuous cycle to get people in and then get people back. That's exactly right. So 
what what do you feel like? I know we've been kind of dancing around this question, but what do you feel like is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Well, you know, I have to say, you know, as we've been talking about these kind of extraordinary times, it, it's hard to get a good service experience, whether you're spending, you know, $5 a plate or $50 a plate right now, you know, because everyone's having challenges throughout, um, you know, their models. And so what we're really focused on right now is just trying to get the basics right. You know what I mean? Like food served quickly, you know, built correctly, order packaged and delivered with all of the items included. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a yeah. step. All of the items. Come on, Jody. We're well, we're not it, we're not scientists here. I know. And you know, just like everyone else, you know, the business had already been moving off premise. Ours had, you know, well before COVID. And then COVID just really put that in overdrive, right? So now the vast majority of our business, they're not staying in our dining rooms to eat. So we can't fix the problem. You know, that's the, that's one of the beautiful things about at least if they're dining with you, if there's an issue, you can correct it. You know, it's still, you know, you'd rather not have the problem at all, but, but you can fix it, right? You can make it right. When they take it away and get home and find out like you forgot the breadstick, like bad experience, can't recover from that because one of the, you know, what we always hear, like one of the main reasons I go to Fazoli's is the breadsticks. And if we forget to put the breadsticks in the bag and you don't know till you get home, that's fail. Right. Yeah, totally. And then the second part, I would say that's part number one is just getting the basics right. And part number two is just being nice. Because having read more than my fair share of online guest reviews, um, good and bad, um, (laughs) the bad ones just hurt and linger a little longer. Uh But so many times there are things that weren't in and of themselves a disaster of experience. It's something we could have recovered from. But if we're not nice and trying to be helpful and dealing with the guest, it makes it not, it adds insult to injury, right? It goes beyond just, it was an inconvenience. It was a factual thing. It's become now like an emotional thing because you were just not nice to me. You didn't treat me well. You messed up in the first place and then you weren't nice to me. So, you know, right now we're just, you know, we're not aiming for the stars. <laughs> We're just aiming to like do those basic things right, get the order right, serve the food hot, serve it you know quickly in a reasonable amount of time, and be nice to people. I love um, it. the most universal human desire, Jody, is the desire to feel important. And when you're not kind to someone, when you're not nice to someone, what does it do? It's like I you are immediately going to the jugular of you're not important enough for me to care about you, right? And sure, you might have a bunch of, you might have some 17 year old workers who genuinely don't care about that guest, but, but that's where it comes down to the training of how do we get them to care just a little bit more, right? Get them to right. understand that, that this isn't just a pizza, but this is a, this is like a family coming together to, to talk about their day. And like, how do you, and, and it's hard to convey that to someone who's, who's 17, but it's just the fact of, of where, where we are in, in the journey of, uh, of restaurants. Yeah. And I tell you it, and it doesn't, it doesn't take that much effort um, at the end of the day. Now I know, now having said that, I also want to fully acknowledge people who work in our restaurants, just like other restaurants in the industry have been through a lot the last two and a half years, you know, with customers not always being nice either. Um, Uh And, you know, dealing with, 
you know, product outages or in supply chain issues and short staffed, you know, days and shifts and things like that. You know, so they've had, they've been dealing with a lot, but, you know, my very first job, apart from, you know, babysitting and that kind of stuff was at a Burger King. Um, So when I was, you know, 16 years old, got my first job working for minimum wage, working at a Burger King. And to this day, I can still remember, you know, working there, working the front counter when someone walked in and I was the person who came up to take his order. And it turned out to be a guy who drove a truck for a living and just said, um, your smile, you're the only person who I've seen smile at me today. Like, you know, just seeing you smile made my day better. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, that's just what I'm supposed to do. Um, And, you know, and I'm tried to just genuinely you know, not be an asshole too, but, uh, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where like little, just the little things like that make a difference to the experience. I think that is so important. I love that. And, and it really, it really doesn't take a lot of effort to be kind. I think a lot of times people think that it does just because they got to swallow your pride sometimes. Um, but you're absolutely right. I love that. So aside from being kind, what are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? Um, in, in terms of some successful tactics for us, you know, one thing that um, certainly was important during COVID, but still is important to us, and I think will kind of um, grow in importance again, kind of seasonally as back to school comes, is having some good family meal options. You mm. know, we're very fortunate that, you know, our food is something that kids like, that travels well, you know, so, and the fact that we have drive throughs and good off-premise access makes us a good choice for, you know, quick family meals or week, weeknight meals. So having some, some good and, you know, competitively priced family meals has been really important to us. And so we've been focused on driving those. Um, also, we're working on rebooting our loyalty program. Um, you know, our, our CRM program has been in place for, gosh, almost five years now. It's hard to believe. And um, continuing to learn what functionality people want out of that and what they want out of the rewards, both in terms of what they earn and, you know, kind of our surprise and delight kind of gifts that we give as part of that as well. So kind of doing a reboot on that to make just stupid things like if I have an online offer and I want to order on my mobile device or online, making it easier for them to use a coupon where it's been really hard. Like if they put things in their cart and, you know, click something in the wrong order, it doesn't work. Well, that's frustrating, right? You know, so just as we've learned over time, like how can we just make the experience more frictionless? You know, because um, I had the same, I had this experience happen to me just the other day, like one of my favorite pizza places, I was trying to place an order and the app didn't work. It kept saying I needed to update the app. And in the app store, it said I had the most current version. And I just like, I'm not ordering from you. My husband's like, you can just call them. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to order the way I wanted to order. And like most people, I don't talk to humans unless I sort of have to these days. Um, <laughs> which kind of goes against my be kind thing a little bit, but. <laughs> well, you need, to, you need to recharge so you can be kind. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, super cool. Well, Jody, how do people find you, follow you in Fazoli's? We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok now. Woo-woo. Uh-huh. Am I going to see Jody dancing? 
No, you will never <laughs> see, at, at least not on the Fazoli's feed and hopefully nowhere else either. So it's better for all mankind this way, Zach. Oh, is it? All right. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll do a TikTok at our next show and we'll uh, we'll get you grooving a little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, awesome, Jody. Well, for bringing some simplicity to marketing and for giving us that Mr. Rogers happy vibe, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Give an Ovation, Jody. Thanks, Zach. It was great to see you. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.